0: Good morning. Welcome to today's devotion. Today I want to start off by sharing this story that I heard about Baron Fitzgerald. Baron Fitzgerald had this son whom he loved so much. And it was said that he was this wonderful artists had these great and would do these great portraits, these elaborate paintings. But he had this son that he loved so much. It was his only son. So it was said that one day his son got sick and he died. So that means that as Baron lived his life, he had, and although he was rich, he didn't have an heir, right? To all of his fortune. So he died, and wouldn't you know it, just like everybody else does sometimes when it happens at death, people come out from all over, all your your family, The people that even even know you're after the fortune. So, as it said, the person that was the auctioneer came to auction out all of his great portraits. And they were worth quite a bit. So as the auctioneer gets ready and everybody's excited and, you know, they're looking at all the things that they can get from this man. But the auctioneer began and he says, before we begin, I'm going to begin with this one portrait. Now, this, this portrait was a, a portrait of his son. Unlike the other great and expensive artwork that everybody was after, this portrait seemed to be nothing. So the auctioneer starts and um, announced the bid. No one wanted to even bid on the portrait of his son. The auctioneer continue on, but finally a servant that used to work for the great baron says, if nobody else wants it, I'll take it. And the auctioneer and the servant As they agreed on the nominal amount of what it was worth, he took the painting and then suddenly as everybody getting ready, the auctioneer hits his gavel and he says, okay, um, the the state is done. And everybody looks around and says, what are you talking about? We still got all of this stuff. He said, no. What was written in his will was the the person that chooses the portrait of my son will indeed get my entire estate. I'm going to start out today with the point of the pain of my sin, the pain of my sin and your sin. Father, as we go through today's devotion, will you speak through me? Will you allow me to say things the way that you've spoken to me? Will you allow it to come across to make sense? to the listeners. Let them hear something that will change the way that they and I think. Allow us to apply this word, not for somebody else, but to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, I'm gonna start off this week with our memory verse. Last week, we were new creations in Christ, right? Meaning that the old have passed away and now we become new. Today, we're gonna put, attempt to put it together and see the reason why it was necessary for Christ to die for our sins. Our, our scripture says that And in um, Romans 12 and 2, it says, this is our memory scripture, and I'm reading in the Amplified Version, do not be conformed to the world any longer than its uh, superficial values and customs, but be transformed progressively, change as you mature spiritually by renewing of your mind focusing on godly values ethical attitudes so that you may be prove what the will of God is what which is his good and acceptable perfect will and his plan and purpose so i want to say it like this do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so That's the the memory verse. Why? Why is it necessary for us to be changed? What's the purpose? The only way that I can start out in understanding as we go through today's devotion is, is you need to understand that for us, as we, and this is, it starts out with this. We all have this contaminated soul, which is sin. We constantly sin, and no matter how hard I, I try, I find myself over and over again. In f- even though that I'm a new person, a new creation in Christ, there is a part of me that still sin. Sometimes I find myself lying. Sometimes I find myself doing the... Most the thing that I don't want to do, as Paul says, is the very thing that I end up doing. Meaning that it's just inside of me. What's going on? So today, I the only thing that I can think of is I, they used to have this this commercial, um, Pepto Bismol, oh pepto oh, what a relief it is. It's it, supposed this medicine is used for heartburn and acid reflux It because the feeling of the sickness and this, this thing that's working that sometimes clogs my stomach up. Sometimes we know when we eat too much greasy, something inside our systems and sometimes it gives us that bubble gut so sin is the same way, but just like Pepto-Bismol, as we drink it and it gives us that relief, what Jesus' death and burial and resurrection is, this is the relief that we have against sin. Let me put it all together. It says that in John three sixteen that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes and trusts in him as a savior shall not perish but have eternal life. My soul is contaminated. The moment of salvation, my spirits get saved, but I'm in a contaminated world, meaning that there are things that go inside my system, things just like what makes it necessary for me to take Pepto-Bismol. In order for me to get a relief, I have to rely on Jesus. I have to, by faith, I take the medicine and I accept Jesus Christ in my heart. And by faith, with that, he covers me and inside what's not seen, which is by faith, something that I can't see is working inside of me, is giving me that relief from allowing me to feel the pain. So it says that for God did not send the son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but the world might be saved through him. The pain of my sin, the only way that I get a relief, just like Pepto-Bismol, is through Jesus. Let me go through this last scripture. It says in Romans 3, 21, by now, the righteousness of God has been clearly revealed. He said, apart from the law, through it confirmed by the law and the words, writings of the prophets, this righteousness of God comes through faith. In other words, it's not through me doing my own efforts. See, the problem is I sometimes condemn myself because I'm looking at God the Father as sometimes I've looked at some of us. As I did, if you raised in a home with a parent that yells or you had that kind of mom or that dad that hits you every time that you're wrong, some of us see that when we do something wrong, we see God as the same way instead of the loving father. But because he loves us and he wants us to be in relationship with him. He sent his son into this world so that we can be in right standing with him. And in that right standing, we become to live at a level that by faith, that he wants us to live. And he begins to speak to us. I don't see anywhere in the Bible where he was beating um, the children up in sin or yelling at them because they're sin can you imagine that Abraham did I tell you to come here Moses did he never did that that's only how sometimes we see God that way but I remember a scripture where it says that he asked Elijah why are you here And then it says the thunder came. It said the earth came. I mean, the earthquake came. It said the lightning came. But it says that God was in neither other place. But then it says that he heard a small, still voice. And he said, Elijah, why are you here? See, a loving God doesn't yell. He doesn't scream. He doesn't need to do that. If he did that, can you imagine that? What would happen? We couldn't take that. But he's a loving father. And the point of it is, he wants us to be in right relationship with him because he says that in in Romans 3.23, since all have sinned, continually fallen short of his glory, and are justified, and declare free of guilt of sin, may be acceptable to God, and are granted eternal life through grace by the precious and undeserved grace through the redemption and the payment for sin which is provided through Christ. That's the point of every single thing. You see, as I close, the problem is everybody just like in the case of the story that I started out reading, in Baron Fitzgerald. They want the things, but they don't want his son. They want the things God has to provide, but they don't want the relationship and the love that comes with it. They say that they love God, And they were content about all the things that he provided. But if they only understood that it comes from being in alignment and understanding and embracing the things that he wants, and out of it, you can get every single thing. Not that you are in it because of the things, but because of the relationship God automatically knows your needs. It's in that relationship that you all the things more than you can imagine that you can have. You see, the pain of my sin is a rel- is erased through Jesus Christ, and that's the only way. Remember, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of our minds and only then will we begin to understand the perfect will of God. Have a wonderful day.